Welcome into Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Today on the show, just the start that Ronnie needed for the month of August. Falcons released their first unofficial depth chart in preparation for Friday's game up in Detroit, first preseason game, and thoughts on the first coaches poll in college football that has been released. All of that next. It's Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked On Sports Atlanta. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. We welcome you into Hitting Hard with John Chuckery and Locked On Sports Atlanta. Ask you ahead of YouTube.com when you get there. Put Locked On Sports Atlanta into your search browser when you find our page. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a comment there. And, of course, we are free and available on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Leave us a five-star review there. And, of course, follow me on my personal Twitter page, at JMCH316. Good win for the Atlanta Braves last night. Much needed as they took on the Red Sox up in Boston. This quick two-game set, right? So, chance to take both games here tonight. Um, you still okay with Marcelo Zuna in the lineup? Every- Sorry, don't worry about it. I told you. Um, oh, is second base still good to go? We don't have to worry about that. Sorry, I told you about that too. That's all right. So we won't get into all that. We, we've already covered all that ground and, and we know I was right now. But anyway, um, listen, it's exactly the start to the month of August that Ronald Acuna needed, right? So, so far in the month of August, in these eight games set, Ronnie is hitting 400 with a 471 on base percentage, a 567 slugging, which comes out to a 1.037 OPS, a homer, five RBI, four walks, couple of stolen bases. Most importantly, when you talk about Ronnie and what he does for this offense, seven runs scored in those eight games. Look, we've talked about this previously, and I said this last week. The Braves aren't winning the World Series this year without Ronald Acuna, okay? You caught lightning in a bottle, and everything worked out, and you had Freddie and everything else. You caught lightning in a bottle. You're not doing that again this year. Okay, lightning doesn't strike twice out there. You're not going to win the World Series this year without Ronnie healthy, playing well, and contributing to this team. And this is exactly what the Braves needed. This shot in the arm from him offensively is what this ball club needs, right? You know, I've talked before, years ago, about the idea about where does Ronnie ideally profile in this lineup? You know, and I understand everything that he brings to the lineup at the top of the order. I always thought that he was more of a middle of the order hitter, like a three, four hitter, because he's such a good run producer. He can do so many things with the bat, but I will give him all the credit in the world. He has really adapted over these last few years to what the role of a leadoff hitter is. And there is a role for what a leadoff hitter is supposed to be. It is to get on base and to run around the bases. And you saw last night, you know, scored from first on a ball hit to the wall, right? That's what Ronnie does. You know, somebody talking to me about Azuna, uh, if it's on my radio show or here or whatever like that, made the comment of, you know, well, Ronnie's been, the you know, struggling and he's not hitting as well. There's a massive difference, though. You saw last night on a ball hit the wall. That's what Ronnie can do. Ronnie can get on base via the walk. Ronnie can steal a base and stand on second and be in scoring position. Or Ronnie can take off from first and he can score on a double. You know, Ozuna can't do all those things. Oh, yeah. Uh, did I mention that Ronnie's also an excellent right fielder? Okay. You can't play Ozuna in left field every day, right? So the idea of 
what Ronnie's been doing with the bat and, and discounting all of the other things that he brings to this team, his ability to get on base, his ability to play an excellent right field every night for you, his ability to score from anywhere on the base pass, his ability to, to you know go first to third on a single, score on a ball hit to the wall, steal bases when you need to to get yourself in scoring position. You know, man on first, two outs, Ronnie can steal a base and be on second base where a single drives him in. There are so many little nuances about Ronnie, what he provides. I've said before, said it right here on the show, he is the straw that stirs the drink, to use an old Yankee slogan. He is. He is the key cog in their lineup. If he gets rolling, the Braves will get rolling. And, you know, there's an old saying about how things filter downward from the top. Well, that's Ronnie. He gets going at the top of that order. Things will filter down into Dansby and Riley and Olsen and help probably even Ozuna, Contreras, whoever. So this is exactly the shot in the arm that the Braves have needed. Now, we'll talk more about this in just a second, but want to talk about my friends over at betonline.net, your fastest, easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Hey, man, football season is here. Friday, the Falcons get cranked up and going for preseason. Before you know it, we're going to look up. We're going to be in regular season football. Baseball is cranked up. We're headed into pennant races right now. Everything you need is at betonline.net. Easy to use on your mobile device. It's all your source for all of your betting needs, your podcast information, scores, updates, combat sports, esports, golf, everything that you want. You want to bet on MMA and boxing? That's available to you. Want to bet on golf? You want to want to see who's you know in live right now and who's not in live? Bet on some of these tournaments. All of that is available to you at betonline.net. So use your mobile device. It's the quickest, easiest way to get all of your sports wagering information. Hit, head over to betonline.net today. It's where the game starts. So look, the Braves obviously have a lot of important games coming up with the Mets, you know, among others and, and things like that. Look, you're, you're still, you know, I think Philadelphia is going to be a thorn in the Braves side and stuff like that, just because Philly still thinks they're a playoff team and this, that, and the other. So you have obviously a ton of important games and you're trying to get back into this pennant race, right? Having Ronnie's bat getting things cranked up and going is the dynamic that will change up this lineup. And look, when when it, when Ronnie talked about last week, the idea of there are times when I don't trust my body and this and the other, I said, look, Ronnie doesn't have to be good for four months, Okay. At, at this stage of the game, with less than a third of the season to go, Ronnie doesn't have to be good for three or four months. I need Ronnie to be good for six to seven weeks is what I need Ronnie to be good for. And this start in August where he's hitting the ball, he's getting on base. You know, I want to see him getting back to going the other way, right? If he can get those things cranked up and you see, look, even in only eight games in August, he's got seven runs scored. You tell me a guy is going to average basically a run per game that he plays well, over 162 game season. That's 162 runs. Tell me what guy you wouldn't want on your team that scores 162 runs and, and a guy who can hit the ball of the ballpark and do all the things that he can do. So again, when people say, oh, well, Ronnie's been so, yeah, but Ronnie can do nine other things that few guys in the game can do, right? You, you saw the play last night. That's what Ronnie can do. He creates havoc on the base pass. He puts tons of pressure on the other team's defense. He puts tons of pressure on the other team's pitcher just by simply getting and standing on first base. I'm not saying he's Ricky Henderson-like, but he has that ability to change up the dynamic of a game. 
So his start in August is gonna is huge in the fact that this team trying to make up games and catch the Mets and get some things cranked up and going. This is all good signs for the Atlanta Braves right now. And we've talked before about say what you will about the power hitters through the middle of their lineup. There's a lot of ways, in some lot of ways, there's a lot of interchangeability among some of those guys, right? And the and the Braves, excuse me, they're not a small ball team. They are sit back and and hit the three run homer. But Ronnie's a guy who allows them to play some small ball because if he gets on first and if you hit a double of the wall, he'll be home. He'll be standing at home plate. You know, if you if you're on first base and you hit a single to right field, he can hit he can be at third base with less than two outs and you can drive him in on a sacrifice fly. All of those little dynamics that Ronnie provides to this offense. It's so good to see him getting things going in August. Let's hope that he keeps this run up for a while and he can keep things cranked up and going. All right, when we come back, the Falcons released their first unofficial depth chart ahead of Friday's game against the Detroit Lions. We'll talk about that next on Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked On Sports Atlanta. Back with you on Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Head to YouTube.com, put Locked On Sports Atlanta into your search browser. Hit that subscribe button when you find our page. We are free and available on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Leave us a five-star review when you download us there. And give me a follow on my personal Twitter page, at JMCH316. We get ready for Falcons football. Finally, the first preseason game is here as things at camp will start to slow down. And, you know, finally finding somebody with a different colored hat on and knocking their dung in the dirt. And, you know, get ready for the first preseason game Friday night in Detroit. A 6 o'clock start, by the way, an early start, in case you're not uh, sure when that is all cranked up and going. So the Falcons released their first unofficial depth chart uh, in 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 planning in this game. So a couple of interesting thoughts on here. One is when you look at the offensive line, it's almost exactly like I figured. Jake is the starter at left tackle. Elijah Wilkinson, the starter at left guard. Lindstrom at right guard. McGarry at right tackle. What's interesting is, is that, and Arthur Smith keeps talking about this, the center spot. They list Matt Hennessy or Drew Dahlman as the starters. And Arthur Smith spoke about this yesterday, and he's been talking about this. That competition is neck and neck right now. Now, I do think my gut tells me that Drew Dolman will get the start on Friday, and I think that he is a little bit more of the leader in the clubhouse. Now, again, part of why that this is neck and neck, what do I always say about those two guys, right? You know, when you go on Twitter and you put that GIF thing, right, you hit that little button that's for the GIF, and you put Spitterman into your search right there, and the first thing that pops up is, the two Spider-Mans that look exactly the same and they're pointing at one another. Okay, that's Hennessy and Dolman is what that is. Two undersized centers that are battling for the same position, right? So, look, whoever wins that battle wins that, that battle out there. My big thing is you can't start Mayfield and Hennessy together. I told you before, you can have one of those guys. You can have both. Well, Wilkinson's going to be the starting left guard at this point. Literally, since the second day of practice, he has taken every single snap with the first team unit. So, and and Arthur Smith has talked about at training camp. Mayfield's got things to work on, but anyway, so maybe I was right about that. Anyway, that's all right. We, we won't get into all that either. But so that's interesting. Um, obviously, Mariota is listed as the starter for at quarterback Desmond Ritter. I had Steve Weish on my radio show last night asking him about, do you think Felipe Franks will see any time at quarterback on Friday? He thought no, because, and, and I agree with him, that they're going to give Desmond Ritter a whole crap ton of reps in this. And I think the thing that's going to be interesting on Friday is 
what sort of offensive philosophy does Arthur Smith have? Look, they have to find out about their running backs. They have to find out about their offensive line. But they also have to find out about their quarterbacks and their wide receivers. So are they going to throw it more? Are they going to run it more? I think just what the Falcons' game plan is for Friday is going to be very interesting um, thus far. So um, also the starters at wide receiver are interesting as well. Because right now, Kaderil Hodge and Olamide Zacchaeus are listed as your starters on offense at wide receiver. Now, I think that will change. But what's interesting to me, and, and this doesn't mean anything for where the season is going to head, but one group of wide receivers has Hodge, then Allison as the backup, then Bird, Tate, Drake, London, and Tyshawn James as the reserves. The next group of wide receivers has Zacchaeus Edwards as the backup, Keith, uh, or sorry, Frank Darby, uh, Cameron Batson, Stanley Berryhill, uh, Jared Bernhardt, who, by the way, is the former National Lacrosse Player of the Year, uh, the Heisman Trophy equivalent of lacrosse, lacrosse player, if I could speak uh, out of all of it. But interesting where some of those wide receivers are listed right now. Now, again, Drake London is going to start. You don't draft a guy at number eight in the draft and then put him fourth as your wide receiver. And I know we can talk about competition all this, but, man, you don't have the eighth pick of the draft sitting on your bench because of some, you know, philosophy that you have or whatever like that. Now, we'll talk about the defensive side of the ball here in just a second. But first, let me talk about my wonderful folks over at Built Bar. Built.com. We've talked about the marshmallow puffs, the protein-infused marshmallow puffs, how good those things are. The Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar is the new flavor that they've got over there. I've told you before, look, I've tried this. It's fantastic. I love the s'mores. I'm going to be honest with you. S'mores is my flavor. And again, I'm above nine years old. I'm not for cooking s'mores. But the flavor and the taste of the s'more, the marshmallow puff s'mores, fantastic. Try that. I'm telling you, you won't go wrong out of all of that. But look, we know how good these things are. You got the 100% chocolate-coated marshmallow puffs and the coconut brownie chunk, right? Low sugar, low carb, but high protein for you. You're looking for that snack. I'm telling you, the marshmallow puffs are the way to go. So I want you to head over to Built.com. Check out the wide selection of all of the different products, all different bars, marshmallow puffs, all the different things that they have available to you at built.com. And when you put that order together, okay, get your bars, get your puffs, get this, get that, beep, bada, boop, bada, bop, right? When you get that order put together, when you get to checkout, I want you to use the coupon code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D, the number one, the number five, LOCKED15, and you're going to get 15% off your order when you use the promo code LOCKED15. So go to built.com today. Search through their wide, extensive line of products that they have. Check out the marshmallow puffs. I'm telling you, the s'mores is the way to go on all of that. Check that out. Then when you get into the checkout, use that coupon code LOCK15, L-O-C-K-E-D, the number one, the number one, five, the number one, the number five, excuse me, and you'll get 15% off that order at Built.com. Promo code LOCK15, head over to Built.com today. Now, on the defensive side of the football, a couple of things that, that are interesting. Right now, your defensive line, Grady, Anthony Rush, and Taquan Graham as your starters. Marlon Davidson is listed as a backup along with Jalen Dalton and Nick Thurman. Outside linebacker is interesting because Lorenzo Carter is on one side, but Ogundeji is the other listed outside linebacker. And he's had a good camp, and they want to feature him more. Now, Arnold Ebicady is listed as a backup. I do believe he's going to start in the regular season. But they've also said that, and I've read some things that have talked about that, 
you know, he's maybe been a little bit slower in adjusting to the NFL life and things like that, like catching on and stuff like that. So I'm not going to be surprised if Ebikati has to work himself through the preseason and then come game one, I think that he will start. Your inside backers, Michael Walker, Rashawn Evans, no real surprise there, right? Uh, Kiewitkowski, Dorian Etheridge are listed as the uh, the backups. Hawkins and Grant, my favorite guys, my safeties, they're listed as the starters, thank God, because I don't want to see Eric, with all due respect to Eric Harris, nice guy, veteran in the league. Can I tell you, I don't want to see Eric Harris on the field, I, I unless there's an injury or whatever. And I understand, look, you need a whole bunch of corners and safeties, right? But can I tell you, Eric Harris does nothing for me. Zero. Zero, zero. That group last year, Fabian Moreau and, you know, Eric Harris and, and that group of, of safeties. Oh, God. Can I tell you, I, I've seen all I need to see about Eric Harris, okay? Cool that he's on the team. Fine. All that. Yeah, Deron Harmon, the other guy. And, oh, my God. I just all that it, it just puts bile in my throat when I think about how bad all of those guys are. So hopefully we're not going to see much of Harris uh, out there. Obviously Hayward and and Terrell. Um, also interesting is just the fact that Avery Williams is listed as the kick returner. We've talked before. Patterson wants to run kicks back. I think they're going to want Avery Williams to do more of that, but it'll be interesting to see if Patterson can get his way and find his way into grabbing a few kickoffs and things like that. The other thing that um, is interesting about this first depth chart is when you look at the inside linebackers, one group has Rashawn Evans, Dorian Etheridge, and Nathan Landon. Another group is Michael Walker, Nick Kiewitkowski, Rashad Smith, and then Troy Anderson listed as a reserve. Now, we told you on this show that I don't think Anderson, even though he's a second-round pick, I don't think he's going to start. And I think he's going to have a lot of that Richie Grant type of transition in the NFL. I think by the end of the year, he's going to work himself into the starting rotation of linebackers, and he will obviously play a lot. But I will tell you, and I've said this before, he is going to make his bones early on in the NFL as a special teams player. I know a lot of folks don't want to hear that a second-round draft pick is on special teams, and that's where he's making his way. But I think that's the plan for Troy Anderson. Look, he looks good. He looks good out there on the field. Okay, He's going to be an asset. He's a tremendous athlete. But I think that given the level of competition and just his adjustment, that they're going to work him in slow. Don't expect Anderson to start the year as one of your inside linebackers, even being a second-round draft pick. All right, when we come back, my thoughts on the first coaches poll that has been released in college football. We'll talk about that next. It's Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked on Sports Atlanta. Back on Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked on Sports Atlanta. Head to YouTube.com, put Locked on Sports Atlanta into your search browser. Hit that subscribe button. Be a part of our ever-growing community. Leave us a comment. Free and available, too, on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Leave us a five-star review, if you would, please. And then give me a follow on my personal Twitter page. That would be at JMCH316. So we got our first coaches poll out, uh, obviously, this preseason. And look, does this mean anything? No. But one of the great things about college football and I'm super excited to get into college football, man. I'm Everybody knows college football is my favorite sport. I'm also one of our hosts for a college football show on the radio station that I work for. I love college football. So the great thing about college football is polls and being able to discuss things all season long with folks about college football. So the first poll came out, and the top four went exactly as I've been predicting to y'all. Alabama 1, Ohio State 2, Georgia 3, Clemson 4. Now, a couple of interesting things here as we look at this poll. Number one, Alabama got the vast majority of first place votes, 54. No real surprise there. 
Ohio State got five first-place votes. Georgia got six first-place votes. So defending national champions actually got more first-place votes than the team that is ahead of them at, at the number two. The other interesting thing is Texas got a first-place vote. Texas. Somebody's got Texas being number one. Huh? What? To quote my friend Hugh Douglas, what? Anyway, um, so Texas did get their one first-place vote. So after after Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, uh, rounding out the top 10, you go Notre Dame, Michigan, A&M, Utah, Oklahoma, Baylor comes in at number 10. Now, I think, truthfully, Notre Dame and Michigan are a little bit high. Um, I think Notre Dame might have the best offensive line in college football. If I'm ranking early offensive lines, I think Notre Dame one. I think Georgia number two. I think they're maybe a little bit high, though. Still questions about what their offense is going to look like, um, but they have an outstanding offensive line. So you have that in college football. You can figure out a lot of different things. Michigan, look, I know they've got their quarterback back. They've got some really good running backs coming back. They do have some personnel coming back on their offensive side of the football. The problem is replacing those two dudes that were on their defensive side of the football. You don't just replace Aiden Hutchinson and David Ajabo. Hutchinson is maybe one of the greatest defensive linemen ever at Michigan. Okay, and this is the winningest program in the history of college football. You don't just replace those guys. And Ajabo is kind of that unsung hero that was so dominant at times last year. And again, I know everyone's going to say, well, they didn't do nothing against Georgia. I get all that. We're not talking about one game. We're not talking about one game from last year. You don't just replace those guys over the course of a season. So I think they're valued a little bit high. I would have had A&M right behind Clemson. And I do believe, and I'm very, very strong about this, that anybody throwing dirt on the grave of Clemson is way too premature. They're going to be back. We're seeing those guys on that defensive front. If they're healthy and ready to go, they're going to have another outstanding defense. And they've got plenty of offensive personnel, not just returning, but the guys that they've recruited as well. So I think I think Clemson is back in a big way this year. And by the way, their down year was still a 10-win season through all of this. So I probably would have had AM at number five. And I know they got plenty of questions, especially quarterback. But I think AM defensively, their running backs are outstanding. They can run the football. They've got plenty of skill position people. I probably would have had AM at, at five. The other team I think that's maybe a little bit low is Utah. And I think Utah is an excellent team. Bringing back their quarterback, they always play a very aggressive style of defense. And they have maybe the most underrated coach in all of college football, Kyle Winningham. I like Utah. I think they're going to win the Pac-12 when all is said and done. Uh, I think the one sleeper out there is the team that came in at number 15 in the poll is Southern Cal. Because if you look what Lincoln Riley has brought in to bring in Caleb Williams, to bring in Jordan Anderson, you know, uh, Caleb Williams, a guy who was a monster at Oklahoma, obviously part of that quarterback system. Addison is the Bolitnikoff winner at wide receiver, arguably the best wide receiver returning in the country this year, their offense is going to get rolling and get cranked up and going. Now we'll talk a little bit more about the poll and a couple other thoughts about this. But first, my friends over at coffeeam.com, you know how passionate I am about these folks. I'm drinking their coffee. I'm already on my third cup. That's why I'm all wired and ready to go. But I love these folks. Coffeeam.com is the place to go. You're looking for all types of coffee. You need K-cups? They got it. You want organic coffees? They got it. You want flavored coffees? They got it. They got everything you need at coffeeam.com. So here's what I want you to do, okay? Go to my folks over at coffeeam.com backslash locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, coffeeam.com backslash locked on. When you get there, go through their extensive line of coffees. They got teas available to you. They have gift sets, right? 
or you want a mug, whatever like that, pug in a mug, you want all that stuff, they got it for you there, okay? So when you get there, put together that order at coffeeam.com. When you put together that first order, okay, coffees, teas, gift sets, whatever you find there, when you get to checkout, I want you to use the coupon code locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, locked on, use the coupon code locked on at checkout, and you will get 15% off that first order of coffees, teas, gift sets, whatever it is, right? This stuff is fantastic. Listen, it's great to just have around the house and just smell that aroma that it comes from that coffee. They Outstanding. Best small batch coffee roaster in America. And you know what I love? As I've said this before, they're here in Georgia. They're up in Canton, online coffee company. Can't say enough good things about these folks. So get that 15% off of your first order by using the coupon code Locked On at checkout of whatever order you've put together that first time. You'll get 15% off Coffee AM, coffeeam.com. Man, my friends, best small batch coffee roaster in America. So the one team that is interesting, and they came in at number 13. So I've talked about this team before, and they are, if we discount Notre Dame in the ACC, because they're not a member of football. Yes, I know they play six games in the ACC, but they're not a true football member of the ACC. Clemson is the highest ranked ACC team. The next highest ranked team is a team that I've talked about, that NC State comes in at number 13. And I've said, and I'll probably be proven wrong because I usually am about this kind of stuff, but if there is an outside the box, you want a Cincinnati, Michigan type of team that has a chance to be in the college football playoff this year, okay? I'm hitching my wagon to the Wolfpack. So you'll be hearing me on the radio on Saturday mornings is Wolfpack Chuckery. Because now for a few years, it's been go pokes uh, Chuckery. I've been on the Oklahoma State bandwagon. That blew up in flames for me. This probably will too, because Dave Doran is still coaching NC State. But Devin Leary is an outstanding quarterback, and they have a bunch of returning talent. And they had a pretty good year last year. I think they have a chance to take that big step. If you're looking for a team that is sort of outside the box, not just Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, right? If you're looking for a different type of team to put some money on, NC State to me is that team this year. And I think that they are that team. You know, look, 13th in the country is in a pretty good spot right now. You know, ahead of uh, Southern Cal, ahead of Miami and Pittsburgh, uh, ahead of Texas, um, you know, ahead of Kentucky, Cincinnati. I'm a little bit surprised that Cincinnati is the highest ranked group of five team because Houston was the team that was picked to win the AAC in the media poll. But yet Cincinnati got themselves a couple. That part of that is reputation. That That's what it is. I think I think Cincinnati has too many losses. I think it's not just Ritter. It's Sauce Gardner and a lot of their offense and defense. I mean, they, they lost a whole bunch of guys, right? That, that Austin kid at wide receiver, that was a guy I wanted for the Atlanta Falcons. I think there's too many losses to try to just make up in one season for Cincinnati. So I think they're going to come back down a little bit to earth. They're still going to be a really good group and a really good team. But I think Houston is the class of the AAC um, this year. Um, look, Georgia's right where I expected him to be at number three. And I think that's fair. I think that's fair, right? I think Alabama has the two best maybe returning players in all of college football, Bryce Young and Will Anderson. The only guy who might break into that top three is the quarterback at Ohio State in C.J. Stroud. And that's why they're number two, because their wide room, wide receiver room, if Georgia's tight ends are the best unit in all of college football, then the Ohio State wide receivers is the next best group in the country. Ohio State's wide receiver group is outstanding. You saw how they torched 
Utah in that Rose Bowl game. And that was without Olave and Garrett Wilson and those guys, right? They didn't need those guys. Trayvon Henderson, Stroud, Smith and Jigba, they, they are loaded at, at skill position. If they don't average 50 points a game this year, that's what's going to be amazing. The key for Ohio State will be their defense. And they brought Knowles over from Oklahoma State to really solidify that defense. Oklahoma State had one of the best defenses in the country last year. They like what they're getting out of it. You know that they recruit at the highest and highest and highest of levels out there. And they have returning talent. I think their secondary is going to have some questions to it. But Ohio State is so good offensively that they will be able to outscore almost everybody that they play. They won't get into very many 10 to 3, 17 to 10 types of games. They're going to roll and try to put 50 up on you every week with that group of offensive personnel. So the top four is exactly what I thought it would be. I think AM should be number five. I think Notre Dame and Michigan maybe are a little bit overvalued. I think Utah's a team that can move up. Obviously, as I said, I think that the sleeper team to watch for is NC State. Um, I don't trust Baylor, Oklahoma State. I don't trust Michigan State. You know, Southern Cal is another one to watch out for. If Caleb Williams has this kind of year and Addison and they get that offense cranked up and going, they're going to cause some problems out west as well. Uh, we thank you so much for making Hitting Hard with John Trucker your first listen every day. Make my friends over at ATL Day Ones your second listen every day. My friends Jarvis Davis and Nitro Batiste talking about all things in the heart of the city of Atlanta. They're going to cover everything for you. Hawks, Braves, dogs, you name it, they've got it covered. Also some pop culture and some fun on that show as well. They are free and available on our YouTube page at Locked On Sports Atlanta. Hit that subscribe button when you get there. Give them a download on your favorite podcast platform as well. Free and available everywhere you want. Spotify, Odyssey. Leave us a five-star review if you would. Then also give me a follow on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. We will be back with you tomorrow. This has been Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked on Sports Atlanta.